At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Glory to God. You're going to be glad you came tonight. So, I just want to, I just want to jump into what I'm going to share with you tonight. And there's going to be no less than five prophetic statements made tonight that are life-changing. Life-changing statements. No less than five. No less than five. All year long in 2023, we are looking at what it means to command, how to command, how to release, how to walk in the authority that Jesus gave us. He gave us His authority. The authority that we're walking in is not some authority that we're trying to establish and create. It's His authority. And so tonight, we're going to look at commanding things. I gave you this definition in our Sunday messages regarding command, and it's to charge, to set in place, and to enforce. To charge, to set in place, to enforce. We live on a planet that God's will for the planet was established through the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't look that way, but it is. It was established for this planet and for the people of this planet. Your my responsibility is to charge and to set in place and to enforce His will in the earth. And tonight we're continuing in what we've been talking about for a while concerning healing. Being healed, being whole, being set free. <clears throat> and I'm reminding you tonight, each, each one of you, it is God's will for every person on the planet to be healed. It's God's will. It's God's will. Is it God's will for every human being to be saved? Yes. yes. If it's God's will for every person to be saved, it's His will for every person to be healed. It's His will for every person to be delivered. And you and I have to believe it. We have to believe that it is His will for us to be healed. Um, there are many things that keep people from receiving their healing now. And I've got a revelation tonight that could bring healing in somebody's body as you're sitting here right now, tonight. No hands laid on you, you just receive it because of what I'm going to say. Something, one of the things, one of the, the five, no less than five that I'm going to speak tonight have to do with an understanding 
of how to receive what God has done for us. We have to understand that. But there, there are many things that keep people from receiving it in the moment. Many things. All, all year long as we touch on these subjects, we will address those. And I'm expecting for the lack of understanding to be removed with understanding. Replaced with understanding. The lack of understanding replaced with understanding. Say that tonight. I have understanding. Man, the book of Proverbs is loaded with that word. And the benefits of a person with understanding. You and I have understanding. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> Many times people will think, and, and this, is, this is huge, and many times your natural mind will tell you you're not even feeling the way I'm fixing to tell you that people feel, or their, their mentality about receiving healing in their bodies, number one, that they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it because of their mistakes. He died because of your mistakes. So how could a mistake keep me from receiving healing? But that's the, that's the devil's job to convince you that that's so. But we really have to believe that we are healed now. That we're healed now. And it's vital, and you'll see that in the verses of Scripture I'm going to share, just a few how that faith is so faith is, is so vital to us receiving from God, and that faith isn't someday, it's now. Faith is now. And if it's not now, it's not faith. And without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God, but it's very difficult to receive from God without faith, because you don't feel like that you're pleasing to God. So, the first nugget of revelation I'm going to give you tonight um, is found in Luke chapter 4, starting with verse 16. We know Jesus before this this is right at the beginning of his earthly ministry. He's been baptized by John in the River Jordan. He's been 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by the devil, <clears throat> coming out of that, heading back to Nazareth where he was, and now he's in church. That's where Jesus spent all of his time growing up was in church. So he came to Nazareth in verse 16 of Luke 4. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as, his, and as his custom was, he went to church. And he stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What does that mean? Good, gospel is good news. Good news to the poor, you don't have to be poor correct? Right. 
He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. What does that mean? So when you're healed, you're not broken, right? You're healed. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Now, we don't have to be in darkness and in captivity anymore. We have liberty. And recovery of sight to the blind, natural, spiritual. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. That means no more oppression, but now we have the peace of God ruling over our lives. Amen? Not just any peace, but His peace. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then He closed the book. There was some more to read there, but He closed it right there. Watch this. There was no reason for the next statement that you'd find in Isaiah 60. uh, In Isaiah 60, 60 or 61, you'll find it. This whole thing, and then it says, and the day of vengeance of our God. <clears throat> and it says, he closed the book, he gave it to the attendant, and he sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he knew everybody because this was his hometown. When I go back to my hometown where I was raised, everybody knows me. I mean, I, I can't go in a restaurant or a store or anywhere where someone doesn't say, hey, because they know me in my hometown. They knew him in his hometown. The eyes of all those who were fixed on him in the synagogue, and, it, and he began to say to them, today, when? Today. That word right there is your first revelation nugget tonight. Everybody say today. What does that mean? That means now. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What if he would have said, what if he had read all that and he would have said something like this? Well, those are some good thoughts, and, you know, maybe one day in the future, some of that's going to happen. They wouldn't have got mad at him. They got so mad at him, they're ready to throw him off the cliff. You know why? Because all of a sudden, somebody said, now. And what he said now about right there, he's telling you and I, we have it now. What he accomplished that day, he's given to us in this day. And I have all that now. Let's read what we have. Spirit of the, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is on him. Spirit of the Lord on me too. How about you? Yeah. Spirit of the Lord is, I'm reading this. I'm reading this not to replace what he did. I'm reading because of what he said belongs to me. I'm reading it this way. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, telling the poor they don't have to be poor anymore. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. In His name, in His blood, by His power, by His strength, He's anointed me to do the same thing He did. Hold your place right there and turn to John chapter 14. Second nugget, and then I'm going back to Luke 4. Second nugget tonight, John 14 and 10. What was the first nugget? Today. Today. Now. It's now. 
Everything in God is now. What do, what do we do with the now? Okay, so it's now. So we sit there and just wait for the now to happen? Mm. If we're doing that, we're missing it. John 14. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? He's telling his disciples this. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. How many times through the Scriptures did Jesus say, I'm not here to do my will, I'm here to do the will of my Father, right? He said, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Second nugget is, Father does the works. That means works are already done. So what he was telling the disciples, they were, they were beginning to be, you know, in, uh, amazed and taken back by all the miracles and the things that were happening. He said, Father does the works in me. But then notice what he says. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So the works you're seeing are the result of not me, but the Father in me. He does the works. Father does the works. So, if one of our nugget words is now, and the other nugget word for us to meditate on is that Father does the works, then, crud, I don't have to do anything. Then I can, Father will do the works, and I don't have to do anything. I can just kind of sit around and sip on tea and wait for it all to manifest. I wish. I mean, the works and the manifestation and the healing and the, all that stuff, how many know that's the tough part? But in tough to him, he's already done it. It's already done. And then look what he says about us. He said, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes, everybody said believes. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father, and now the works that are inside of us working are the works of the Father, but now it's empowered by the Son who's at the right hand of the Father. Now it's Father and Word doing the works in us. He said, the works that I did that you saw, you'll do also, but you got to believe that the works have already been done, and those are the works of the Father. See, the Father's will was accomplished before the foundation of the world. He set it up before the foundation of the world for humanity to be delivered and empowered and not living on planet earth in fear not enough, sick people trying to get well. No. No, He empowered us to live on this life healthy, wealthy, and wise, and at peace, and everything else that He paid for. Faith in God is now. And the now that we 
can receive. What you can receive this moment in your body, in your finances, in anything else, the thing you can receive this moment is the works of the Father, what He's already done. You can receive that right now. Just close your eyes for a moment. The Bible says we have not because we don't ask. We have not because we don't ask. The word ask there is to declare. Command. Set in place. Say what is already so. Put your hand on your body and command this. Say this after me. I declare every system of my body works and operates and functions the way my Father created it to function. I am healed now in Jesus' name. Now, the rest of the evening, we're going to speak some different things over our bodies, and I want you to be aware of the fact that if you believe what the Word says, then you are a believer that's believing. You can have doubt in your head and still believe in your heart. We're going to talk a whole lot more about that in the days ahead, too. I'm going to touch on it in a moment. But you can have faith in your heart because you know what God's Word says, even though your head is screaming and saying, there's no way. The deal is, we can't leave the thoughts in our head. We've got to take authority over those thoughts and cast those thoughts down and replace those thoughts with what God says about our situation. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. He's talking about you and I. On that day, when he was in that synagogue in Nazareth, and he said what he said, he said, this day, everything I just said is fulfilled. They knew that those statements were attached to the coming Messiah. So what he was saying is, I'm him. That's what got them so mad. He had talked about it being in the future, maybe one or two would have been, you know, what the heck's he saying kind of thing and give him an ugly look or whatever, but they wouldn't be throwing him over a cliff. It's because he said today, now. Amen? And that now is for you and I. In Luke 4 and verse 38, he began to minister and do miracles. And in verse 38, uh, no, 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 um, in verse 31 first, and then we'll go to 38. Luke 4, 31, then he went to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. 
and they were astonished at His teaching, for His Word was with authority. The works He did, I can do, and even greater than He did, because now He represents me. And if I believe that, then I can preach the Word, minister the Word to people, share the Word with people with the same authority that He operated in. Third nugget is, we have the authority of Jesus. Not authority of ourselves, but we have the authority that comes from Him. Can you say amen? Amen. In Luke 4, also in verse 38 down to 38 and 39, They say it again. What they saw was his authority. Now, he arose from the synagogue, and he entered Peter's house, or Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever. And they made request of him concerning her. They made request of him for her. The next nugget is that when people can't make requests and demands and make declarations, we can make it for them. How far that will go, that's God's business. That's why we have to hear the voice of God, but we can make demands and requests on other people's behalf. This woman was in a situation where she couldn't make requests, so they made requests for her for him to come. And he's in Peter's house, watch this, and he stood over her and did what? He rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and she served them. Wow. She didn't run off and go tell everybody about what just happened. Why did she serve them? Because she already was a servant. (laughs) And now she's well and she's going back to what she already does. There's a, you know, there's a lot of talk um, about, at times, about how people get healed, when people get well, why did this person, this, this was a good person, why didn't things happen the way that, it, that I was believing for that to happen with them. We, we've, got to, we've got to realize that God's kingdom has boundaries and there are laws that are attached to the way God thinks. And, and you know, this thing that, and I said this in the beginning, this, this attitude that because I've made mistakes, because I feel disqualified because of things that I've done, means that I can't receive from God. Absolutely not. But the more you receive from God, the more adjustments and changes that you will make because it will be demanded out of Him. See, if I'm going to receive from Him, 
then I've got to flow with the way He tells me to do. And I'm not going to just be flippant and just act however I want to and, you know, act like the devil on the planet, you know, in my life and treat people certain ways and do these kind of things that go against His Word and Him just flow with me. See, He's ready to flow, but He can't flow with you and I if we won't adjust to His way of thinking. But what hinders people from finding that place is because they don't realize that in the seed of the Word is the, uh, the, the, the power to deliver your life. So people are trying to get free of things in their lives, but that'll never work. So as you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. The closer I get, not just in my thinking, but in my actions to Him, the more that I change. And then you begin to trip over manifestations in your life. But I'm telling you, what's not working in your life is not what's keeping you from receiving. Mistakes that you've made in the past, they're not keeping you from receiving. The next nugget is that you and I have to believe. We're not just believers trying to believe. We're believers developing a belief system that God will do what He said. And the more I learn what that looks like, the more I find myself receiving everything that He has for me. What Jesus said on that day Today, right now, this is fulfilled. From that moment on, Jesus' earthly ministry came to a culmination and and to the end. He, He offered Himself. He was willing to do what He did. He went to the cross. He went to hell. He he was raised on the third day. He rose. He was 40 days on the planet. He ascended up on high. He sat down at the right hand of the Father, and He said, it's done. But it all started that day when he read that verse of Scripture. He said, today. And you know what? From that day on, the miracles begin to happen. Because it's today. And you know what? The miracles and the manifestations have never stopped. All it takes is somebody believing that God's already done his part. Now I'm here to do my part, and that is to believe. Jesus rebuked, he commanded what? The fever. He didn't didn't rebuke the devil. Here's another nugget. He didn't rebuke the devil. He rebuked the fever. You remember when he rebuked a tree? You remember when he rebuked or commanded the wind to stop? You remember when he commanded and declared that blind eyes open? Not one time in there do you find him rebuking the devil. He was operating in authority, the authority that started the day that he read that scroll in the synagogue, That was that day, and from that day on, whatever Father said, 
Because, see, the works is not me. The works are the Father in me. So whatever Father tells me to do, and I do it, it works. When? Now. That's why most of what you saw happen in Jesus' ministry, the manifestation came right now. Because he wasn't out there busy binding the devil and screaming and hollering and spitting all over the devil and people and situations. He was speaking to fevers. Everybody agree? So, what did the fever do? In verse 39, he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it what? So, did the fever hear him? I'm telling you tonight, the next nugget is, anything that is not of God has ears. And it needs to be spoken at and to and commanded to leave. I don't care what it is. He command, did, did we just read that the works he did will do? Right? The works he did, the things he did, what he commanded is what we'll do, and the same thing and even greater things will happen now because the Word of God is settled. It's a settled deal. What was planned before the foundation of the world became settled when he sat down. But in the earth, it started the day he read that verse of Scripture, that passage of Scripture. And now, everything that is not of God, that he came to deliver us of, has ears, and it's waiting for someone with the anointing of Jesus, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, declaring what Father says is so, so that it happens exactly the way it happened in Jesus' ministry. And we've been empowered to accomplish that. Anybody in here tonight, right this minute, do you have a headache? Anybody? Where your head's hurting? Anybody? Good, we're all healed people. <laughs> Nobody has a pain in their head? <clears throat> you do? Okay. So, I'm not going to have everybody turn around and lay hands on you and stretch their hands toward you or whatever. Everybody just close your eyes. Shannon, put your head, your hand on your head. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like it's a tension headache? Result of stress? Possibly. Maybe cedar? Of those kind of things? Uh-huh. So, what do you have the right, I'm asking you this question, what do you have the right, and there's no wrong answer, just tell me what you think, what do you have the right to do where the pain is concerned? Cast it out, away, speak over it. Com- command it, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, we're going to get real direct, command it to leave. 
And the reason why is because Jesus took your pain. I don't care what the pain's from. Well, yeah, but I have pain, but, you know, it's cedar season, and so my head's going to hurt. It doesn't have to hurt. We're not talking about the natural things of life or natural medicines or anything else. There are things you could take probably a couple of Advil or whatever, and maybe that would help the situation. But God's wanting you and I, all of us, to work on our belief system that we have the right to command. Jesus said the works He did, we'll do. And all of those things that we're commanding are what were established when He read that scroll because He said today. And so I have the right to demand the pain to leave right now. And if you don't see the manifestation happen, do you quit and get discouraged because it doesn't work? Absolutely not. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what God's Word says, and I'm staying on that. I don't care if you take two aspirin. But before you take the aspirin, command the pain to leave. Do you have the right to do that? You have to believe you have the right to do that. If you don't believe that, that's our part. That's one of the nuggets tonight. We've got to believe in us. you got to believe you have the same right to command pain or anything else to leave or be something different that Jesus had. Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, headache, cancer, this thing, I I don't care what it is, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, does not doubt in his heart. You can have doubt in your head and still believe in your heart, but you you have to develop the belief system in your heart through the things that you say every day. Um, you, you, you asked me a question on Sunday out in the foyer out there, and your question was about how do you do what we were talking about. And the way we do what we're talking about tonight, which was similar to the question that you asked me, the way we do that is understanding that there is a difference in commanding something and confessing something. And you have to understand that because if you don't, you'll quit confessing things if you're confessing the Word to see things change. There has to be a daily routine. There has to be a daily diet of the Word of God going, coming out of your mouth into your ears and getting and working its way on the inside of you. He said, he said right here, be removed, cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says, in other words, when he says it, that it will be done right then. Because right then what I believe, Right then what I believe is what I'm saying or what I'm commanding to happen and come to pass is what Father says I can say. But you'll never know what to say 
if you don't have that daily routine of the Word that's renewing the way you think. That's how you get it done. I can't tell you in my daily routine how many times I will stop in my daily routine and God says, I want you to speak that over so-and-so. And I will command a truth from the Word. Many times what I'm declaring every day, I, I, I begin to command and demand a specific thing to come to pass in a certain person's life or something in my own life, maybe my wife, one of my children, my mother-in-law, whatever, my family members. There may be something that comes to me, and He wants me to command it, and when I command it, I'm commanding it on their behalf. Maybe they don't have the revelation or understanding, whoever it is that you're speaking over. doesn't matter. But if He told you, if you stopped in the middle of what you're doing and He told you to command something to come to pass, that's different. That's doing what this passage is telling you to do. That's different than you making declarations on a day-to-day basis. I think a good example that goes with that is you being... Um, you being in a, say, a class, a math class, and you have a book, you have a teacher, they're teaching you, you're going through the book and, and learning about this specific math. As you're developing it, there comes a day when there's a test. But if you don't do the work before the test, you're going to fail the test right? Because you haven't done the work that needs to be done. Daily confessions are doing what you need to do to develop the way you think about specific things so that when, not, not tests that come from God, but just life tests, things in life that are trying to throw you curves in the natural realm, to try to convince you that what you see or the condition you might be in is more real than what God has promised. And if you don't develop a daily routine where that Word is renewing your mind, you you will not be in a place of faith because the place of faith is when you declare, says, assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, cast into the sea does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done or will come to pass, he will have everything that he says when he believes it's going to come to pass when? Now. You can't pray and declare and make demands like this when you don't believe it's going to come to pass now. That's why you keep making declarations day in and day out. So, let me ask you this question. I want you to think about this. Just take your personal life and what you know from the Word of God, okay? If you got, if you received a report that was a negative report from, say, some healthcare person, doctor, or whatever, and they gave you a negative report about your physical body, And they, you know, I mean, 
you got some report that says, you know, they didn't, they, they don't know what else they can do, or they couldn't, you know, maybe something like that. If you got a report like that, I'm just asking you this question. I'm not asking you to meditate on this and think about it, because I, you know, and receive that that's going to happen. I'm saying if you did, what would you do? What would you do in that situation? Everybody's going to be disturbed in their mind. Every single person. Oh, no, Pastor, I wouldn't. No, you're lying. I'm just telling you right now, you're lying. You'd be disturbed if you got some kind of a report like that. But that doesn't matter if you're disturbed up here. What do you have in here, and what are you going to do with what you have on the inside of you? And that's where many times God has empowered you and I to do things in our lives for other people. He's empowered us to, like what they did for Peter's mother-in-law, they got Jesus into the, to the mix on her behalf because she wasn't in a condition to be able to do that. And I'll just take a little kind of side road on this and just say this. Um, I've seen, and I see this more today than I ever have before, I, I see many times how much faith or things come alive on the inside of me for other people when other people are a part of the kingdom of God and a part of advancing the kingdom of God. You know, in, 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 we don't have record of this, but in Jesus' situation um, with Peter's mother-in-law, you know, they, they hadn't been together a, a long, long time, but she went back to doing what she was already doing. She was serving. When uh, Lee Dunning um, had the strokes in his body, and in the natural, things were not good. And in the natural, there were even some really bad reports that had come forth um, that could have been a certain way. But in my spirit, because of his and Sarah's commitment to, not, not their commitment to gates of the city, their commitment to the kingdom of God. Yeah, Gates of the Cities, a, a, an organization, a church body of believers that are attached to the kingdom of God, but their commitment is to advance the kingdom. It's always been. And when the reports came, there was great faith in me to war on their behalf, even if he wasn't in a place where he could do that as strong. And, and, and Sarah was in a place where she did so much where he was maybe struggling in. And God knows the situations that we're in. And, and that's why it's so vitally important that our lives are connected to what God is doing and part of the advancement. Because it's in, you're sitting in here tonight on a Wednesday night, and I'm giving you word that will transform your life. I've given you about five nuggets of things that if you'll take that and do something with it, it'll transform your life. It's because it's God's Word. Not, not because I came up with such a beautiful message. It's God's Word, and He wanted you to hear this. But it's not just for you. It's for everybody you're attached to. 
You, you understand? And that's why the attachment to the body is so vital. It's so absolutely vital. And, and I, I've just noticed as a pastor that people that are not committed to the body, and that doesn't matter. You don't have to be committed to the body. You can do whatever you want to do. But people that are not committed to it and to the advancement of the kingdom and part of that and moving forward with it, it's not as easy to get your faith wrapped around that. That's what I've noticed. You know, in Jesus' ministry, there were times he couldn't heal anybody. But maybe a few sick folk were healed. Like in Nazareth, very few. Why? Because they're ready to throw him over the cliff. Where did Jesus come and read that scroll? Well, I'm the man, so we're going to get out of the church and we're going to do our own thing. He read it in the church, as was his custom to read it in the church. He was a part of the church. He was connected to the church, and it was the church people that wanted to throw him over the cliff. And what God wants in your my life is to realize we're not connected to something that's just about us. We're connected to something so much more than us. And people's lives weigh in the balance. People's lives are waiting on you and I believing these things that I'm teaching you tonight. These nuggets that I've brought to you and mentioned to you tonight, these truths from God's Word, it's vital that we believe them. That's our part is to believe this and act on it. Um. This word is just this word of, regarding the physical body has been something that you know I've been on a I've been on a study for a while regarding this and it's the word inflammation. Everybody understand that word? <clears throat> and inflammation is a killer to people's bodies. And inflammation is not something that's in heaven. Everybody say amen to that. No inflammation in heaven. Glory to God. Amen? So if there's no inflammation in heaven, and I've been given authority and the ability to command things to not be, or command things to be, then I have the ability to speak over my body and declare no inflammation in my body. Put your hand on your body right now. Just close your eyes. Say this after me. I declare... I command inflammation to leave every part of my body, from the top of my head, through my brain, through my chest, every part of my body to the tips of my toes. Inflammation is gone now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, 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 I'm asking you this question. Can you say those things and get results? Yes. I, 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 that word, that word, I declare and I speak over my body and other people's bodies. I declare that that has no right in my body whatsoever. Yeah, but Pastor, you know, I, I know I need to probably take this and take that and do this and do that. I mean, do whatever you need to do. But God wants you to believe that what you say will come to pass if what you say, you have a right to say, and you believe you have a right to say that. Amen. 
Put your hand on your heart. Say this after me. My heart functions properly. My heart, every vein, every artery connected to my heart is free-flowing. Blood flows freely through my heart. I declare, I command every blockage to be removed in the name of Jesus right now. Amen. Well, let me ask you this question. What creates blockage? Clots. But, but what, what's a, what's a, what's a uh, big attributor to blockage of the heart? Fat. Somebody, huh? Cholesterol, right? So, as you spoke that over yourself, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I just thought about something I don't need to be eating. See, see, we don't have to quit eating things to get good enough to receive from God. Here's another nugget. Don't put the cart before the horse. You don't have to get good enough in what you eat to receive from God. But when you start receiving from God, He's going to tell you some things because He's a nutritionist like no other. He's a doctor like no other. He knows everything about everything, and He'll tell you, and He'll show you. And you know, He'll use people. They'll come across your path and say, and they'll show you things, and you'll be challenged to make adjustments and things like that. But I'm telling you, I don't care what you eat. You are not disqualified from receiving what the blood and the body of the Lord Jesus did for you. Did you hear me? You got a lot more from tonight than that, but if you didn't get anything else, you got to get that. Because you'll never receive from God. God wants you receiving first. And when you receive from Him, and you're in a constant flow of receiving from Him, then you can understand things in the natural that will help follow. But He wants you to believe His Word first. 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 Say this after me. It's God's will for everyone to be healed. I'm an everyone, and I'm healed in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> So, anybody else, just, just say this, is there anybody else that you have something else you think would be good, just tell me what it is, I'm going to lead the prayer, but something else that would be good to declare over everybody's body? Ooh, I like that. She said immune systems. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What, what, will, what will a strong immune system do? It'll fight. <laughs> a strong immune system will fight against anything trying to come against your body. Hand on your body, close your eyes. It's good not to look around. <clears throat> Father, 
Father, say, say it after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare my immune system is functioning properly. My immune system is strong. My immune system is fighting off any disease, any bad bacteria, any infection of any kind that would come against my body. I am healed now and my immune system is strong every day in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Strong immune systems tonight. Strong. Strong immune systems. What's something else? Hmm? Pain. Pain. In one translation of Isaiah 53, the word is changed. It's in the Um, it's in the Amplified Translation. In Isaiah 53, the classic Amplified. says this in verse 4, Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him, and with his stripes, with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and we are made whole. But we are delivered from pain. Pain has no right in our bodies. Jesus took it. We don't have to. Put your hand on you, on your body and declare this over you after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus, for giving Jesus on my behalf. He took my pain. Today, I command pain to leave my body. Every inch of my body, top of my head to the soles of my feet, everything in between, I am pain-free. Now, in Jesus' name, because of His blood and because of His body, I am pain-free. In Jesus' name, woo! Amen, and amen, and amen, and amen. Another one. Yes, allergies of any kind. Let me ask you the question again. Do you have the right to say this? Do you have the right to declare this and command this?
Yes, because all of this is part of this earth that is the Lord's. But it's a fallen earth because of what Adam and Eve did. Jesus came back and delivered us, but we have to set it in order. And if we don't understand how to command and set things in place and in order, then things will just stay that way. So my challenge to you tonight is, how much commanding are you doing? How much commanding can you do? What from God's Word can you declare and see it come to pass? Now. Now. That's my challenge for you. When you leave here tonight, you begin to let the Holy Spirit begin to show you how much authority you truly have. And it's endless, your authority, because it's in Christ. Can you say amen? Put your hand on yourself. Say this after me. Father, I declare that the histamine in my body is balanced. It's not high. It's not low. The histamine in my body is the way you made it to be. And I declare no outside source has the right to affect my body in the form of allergies or anything else with a name that has no right to remain. I am healed of, what would I call it, disturbing allergies. Say it again. I am healed from disturbing allergies. Amen. And you know what? You add to it, I I command my body to quit coughing. I command my eyes to quit running. I command, I command, I command. I have the right to command. Listen to me. We're practicing this tonight, but I promise you, If you've received the things that we've said tonight, healing is manifesting in your body right now. Right now. But what's beautiful about it is that we have the Holy Ghost. He's the true teacher. And He'll show you things about your body that nobody can show you. You just have to pay attention. Like I said, let what the Holy Spirit shows you as you're receiving from Him, how you in the natural can do better with the things you've got going on in your body. It's a win-win, man. I mean, it's a win-win. We are the healed in Christ tonight. Amen? We're delivered and we are set free. I want to end with this one verse. not a verse I'm reading, a just a statement. Well, it's a result of what Jesus said in Luke 4, where he st- stood over Peter's mother-in-law, rebuked the fever, and it left her. And I just want, I want, I want to give you these several things that 
can be rebuked. Just as a reminder, there's no end to what you can rebuke, command, and demand to be a certain way in your body. Amen? Jesus rebuked and he spoke to that fever. And he wasn't speaking to the woman. He wasn't speaking to the devil. He was speaking to the fever. So, if you have trouble with your eyes, those eyes have ears. If cataracts are trying to attach themselves to your eyes, those cataracts have ears. And you can command those eyes to be well, and you can command those cataracts to leave. Because they have ears. Was the fever with Peter's mother-in-law, is that a real story? Did that really actually happen? Yeah. So if he commanded the fever, and we've been given the authority to do exactly what he did and even greater, then we can speak to trees and eyes and limbs and body parts, organs, cells. We can speak to whatever and command them to be well. And I'm saying tonight, from today on, God is revealing to you this and manifestations are coming and the testimonies in the days ahead are going to be amazing. I'm not talking about for the glory of gates of the city. I'm talking about to the glory of God. Testimonies coming out of this place and people here that are listening to these things, other people that pick these messages up and listen to them and do something with it, the manifestations Be phenomenal. Anybody, anybody with issues with their feet? Yes, 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 yes. Just put your, everybody just close your eyes again. Put your hands on your feet. Put your hands on your feet. Everybody put your hands on your feet. In the name of Jesus. Father, I speak specifically for a moment over Josh's feet. And I command, Lord, total blood flow in his feet, in his legs, in his feet. I command any blockage to be removed. And I command the blood to flow freely because the life of his flesh and in his feet are in the blood. Life of the flesh is in the blood. So, And I speak that over every person that's touching their feet. Life of your flesh is in the blood, and I'm declaring that the blood is flowing freely. Any type of infection, any type of bacteria that doesn't belong, we command it to go now in the name of Jesus. Any inflammation, as we've spoken already, we command it to go now in the name of Jesus. Father, your word is real. We receive it, and it belongs to us. We're so grateful. We honor you. We bless you. We give you great praise. And we thank you for it now. And everybody said amen. Amen Amen and amen. And amen. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Hmm. I've never preached a word like that before. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. I am too. I'm glad everybody came. And I'm glad you heard that. I'm believing you're going to take those nuggets and continue to do things with them.
Amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.